0: Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Good evening, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. So glad you're tuning in tonight. Glad Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. God's still alive. And, uh, we're being blessed in the midst of all kinds of things going on. I pray that you're doing your part, though, praying for our country, praying for our nation, praying for one another, standing in unity with the brethren. Amen, amen. Don't let uh, the world dictate how you what uh, direction you go. Let the word of God direct it. And uh, I just pray you're all doing well. And at this time of year, and we're so thankful, so thankful. Jesus came and He is alive and he ascended into heaven and he'll be back someday as pastor scott prayed on or talked about on sunday and we're looking forward to that day and that hour but while we're here we have to occupy occupy until he comes or till we go to meet him amen amen well last week i talked to you about uh getting in the word of god and begin to say what god says you know uh Mark 11, 22 and 23, have faith in God, whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart shall have whatsoever he says. So we are supposed to do that. Now, tonight I want to talk to you about one of my uh, favorite preachers <laughs> was uh, John Osteen, not Joel, but John. I, I really enjoyed John Osteen, but John Osteen was a pastor, a pastor's pastor, a uh, a, a Mighty Man of God, but he wrote a little book and it, called, it was called, What to Do When Nothing Seems to Go Right. How many of you ever had that, that, or you know, everything seems to be going awry and he wrote that book and I'm going to use that as, a, as part of the lesson tonight and he had some pointers in there that I want to bring to you tonight, but uh, he, was, he was such a man that, that brought that stuff out to make you think about, what am I doing? That causes me not to get what God has. See, we have a Savior who paid the price for everything we'd ever need in this life. He said he came to give us life and life more abundantly. But sometimes uh, it doesn't seem like we can uh, we can get that, arrive at those uh, answers that we want. We pray and it doesn't work out, and and uh, we seek things and it doesn't happen, and and uh, we wonder about what where's God in all this? Well. God's where always been. He's always for us, not against us. How many of you know that? If he be for us, who can be against us? And, and so Jesus is still a healer, a deliverer, a helper, uh, our financial prosperity. He's everything that we'd ever need in this life and the life to come. Amen? So he said over in, in Hebrews 8, 13, 8, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever and he will never leave us or forsake us. That's in Hebrews thirteen five. So we have to know that he's still on the throne. He still honors his word. How many of you know he honors his word? And, and so we have to know sometimes when we don't have what God wants us to have or we don't um, arrive at the victory that he, he has paid for, there must be something going on. Now, John Osteen told a story about, we bought a new car one time and uh, he hadn't drove that new car off the lot in a few days, and he was driving down the road, and all of a sudden that car stopped and would not run. Well, what did he do? He called a mechanic. He could have said, he's, he would say, he says, I could have said, well, this old car will never run. It'll never, it'll never run for me. No, he called a mechanic, and the mechanic came out, and what did he do? He went through a process of checking out this car. Well, the first thing he checked was the connections in the battery. Well, he came to find out there was a loose connection in that car and caused the car not to run. Well, he fixed that connection and and off he went. Well, I remember (laughs) my dad and mom, we used to go to Nashville, Tennessee all the time. That's where my mother's uh, parents lived and family and siblings. And we had a 1949 Packard, dad did. Beautiful car. And we got down about halfway down to Tennessee, down old Route 41. And that thing started smoking and it quit right there in the, in the middle of the road. Well, they got finally got somebody, some guy, come out and tow us into his station and into his garage and jacked it up. Well, come to find out, the battery was under the front seat and it had a a metal plat a uh, uh, a cover to it. Well, whoever worked on the car the last time didn't get that cover on right, and it would short out and cause the car not to run. Didn't cost very much, did this? Delayed us some time, but here was the point. The point was there was a disconnect. I mean, you know, sometimes when we don't get what God wants us, what he's promised in his word, there may be a disconnect and, and it's going to be on our end. I have to tell you that. But John Olstein gives us these uh, pointers and he said seven, seven uh, uh, points to look at when things aren't seem, don't seem to be going your way. He said, first of all, number one, check up on your own life. How many of you know we need to check our own life? In 1 Corinthians, uh, the, the Bible says, we use this a lot When we, uh, in chapter 11 when uh, we do communion. It says, examine yourself. We're examine ourselves. What's going on in our life? Are we doing what the Bible says to do? Or are we doing what just comes naturally and we've always done? In another place, in Ephesians four twenty-seven, it says, give no place to the devil. Are we giving in to the devil? Uh, you know, in Psalm one one thirty nine twenty three says, David said, "Lord, search me and try me, know my heart, try me and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." There's another rendering that says, uh, "Test me and try me, that I might not sin against you." In other words, are we doing something? That's against God, not with God, for God, and with God. So we have to be able to know those things. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit. How I many even know the Holy Spirit is is to search our hearts? Have you ever asked the Holy Spirit, "Just search me, Lord. What am I doing? What am I missing here? What's not going wrong right in my life here that might be causing me not to get what I what I uh, expect from from the Lord? Is there jealousy? Is there envy is there strife is there offense is there unforgiveness is there something Lord that i'm missing here when i'm praying and not receiving what i uh, the answers to my prayers uh, what do, what do I, what am I doing wrong in this time so we have to check up on our life don't we we have to ask God, hey Lord, what is it that I need to do to change to make things work in my life now number two I'm just going to go through these real quick there's a, could be a lot of uh, talking about more about what, uh, examples and stuff, but I just want to check on your promises. How many of you know this Bible is full of the promises of God? And there again, it's things that God has said he has already provided for us. It's not something we have to beg him for. It's But if you don't know what the promise is, you can't stand on the word of God. We used to sing a song, Stand... Standing on the word of God, standing, standing, standing on the word of God. Well, you can't stand on something you don't know. So you get in this word, you begin to say, what is it the, the, the word of God says about my uh, my uh, circumstances or my symptoms or whatever you have going on in your life? Because it says right in here, Second Corinthians 1 20, for all the promises of God in Christ are what? Yes and amen to him, to the glory of God through us. He is for us, my friends. He wants us to succeed. How how many of you know he really wants us to succeed? Over in 3 John 2, it says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your what? Your soul prospers. What's your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions? If they're not prospering, guess what? You're, You're probably gonna miss what God has for you. God wants us to be healthy, prosperous, and filled with his Holy Spirit and to be able to go about and have good success in all that we do. Amen? I I pray that you would take this to heart tonight, what I'm saying, because I have to do that. You know, we're on a journey through this life. We can forget things. We How, how many of you know, uh, I, I was just talking to somebody earlier today, and I said, sometimes we just get to a point where we go through things, and it's not going well, and then all of a sudden, you'll think of something. God will just kind of put, oh, I forgot to do that. I should have. You know, sometimes we'll forget to pray when the first when the uh, crisis comes right away. We'll just run off and say, oh, I got to do this. No, let's stop and pray for a moment. Lord, help us. Give us direction. You got, We you, we know you're for us. And you know we got promises for us. So do that. Please do that, Lord. And so it helps us to live our life in a way that's pleasing unto God but also gives us the answer to what we're looking for. Amen? Now, Thirdly, he says, check up on your confession. What are you saying? <laughs> Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's what we talked about last week in, in uh, Proverbs 18.1. What are you confessing? Are you confessing, well, things never work for me. I guess I get a cold every year. I get sick every year at this time. Uh, you know, things just never go as well for me as they do for some other people. It it just seems like I pray and still don't get my answers uh, 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 answers to my prayers. We, you can say all kinds of things, but check on your confession. Your confession has to be lined up with what the Word of God says in order for it to work. Amen? Amen. You think, well... Listen, a lot of people think they can just get born again and, and, and go off and live their life any way they want and think, well, that's all I need to do. Well, you know, that isn't all we need to do. The Bible says that, and Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Being born again just gets you in the gate. I often thought about if you went to Disneyland, you bought a ticket to get into, into Disneyland, but you set out in the parking lot. You haven't even got to the, to the, the park yet. So a lot of people just get in, born again, and then they go off and do their own life and they don't think about what they're doing, what they're saying, or what the word of God says. But we're to do that. We're to, we're to bring into captivity every thought to, to the obedience of, uh, and capture every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Capture our thoughts. Why do I say capture your thoughts? Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Whatever you're thinking about, you're going to end up saying. You know what the old saying is, is, Uh, You hit your hand on it with a hammer, you'll find out what you're full of real quick because it'll come out of your mouth. (laughs) You'll say, oh, God, help me. Or you might say a lot of other things we used to say. But over in Joshua, it says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night and uh, that you may observe to do all according that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Let's meditate on the word in in reading that, it means mutter and speak the what God's word says. That should be our confession. What are you confessing over yourself? uh I'm, I'm above and not beneath. I'm a, the head, not the tail. I can do all things through Christ. Greater is He that's in me, that's He that's in the world. I live and move and have my being in Christ Jesus. or are we just saying, "Oh, I don't know. I just hope I just barely get by." You know, and I just want to get by. I just want to get uh, my, you know, this thing's for my family and just do this. Rather than saying, he is my prosperity. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He's everything I need him to be. Amen. Amen. We need to speak the word that's sticking to our confession. Now, number four, check the arena in which you're fighting. Don't don't get in the arena of reasoning and and looking at your circumstances and symptoms and begin to agree with them. Look, get in the arena of faith. Faith. <laughs> faith is what we walk by. We walk by faith, not by sight. Get into that arena. Get get check up on it. Are we am I living in the arena of of unbelief and worry and doubt or am I living in the arena of I'm a born again child of God filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Everywhere I go, God's looking out and working for me. Amen? Get that kind of confession. Get in that arena. Get, uh, in Hebrews 11:1 one it said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What arena are you in? Are you in the arena of faith? Because if you're in an arena of doubt, reasoning and doubt and unbelief, you're not gonna have what God wants you to have and your prayers won't be answered. So let's go on with one more, another one. Number five, check up on your companions and, fellow, uh, your companions and fellowship. Who are you listening to? Who are you hanging with? Who are your homies, so to speak? Who are you, who, who you making friends with? Are they somebody that's gonna bolster your faith and and lift you up and encourage you in the word of God and and in the things of God? Are they somebody that's always talking smack or always talking down or always talking defeat, or always talking uh, uh, things that that are contrary to the word of God? And listen, when I say fellowship or having something to do, you can be listening to the prophets of Baal on TV right now. (laughs) You know, listen, be careful where you get your information don't believe everything that's being said and we watch tv and we we're our minds are shaped by what we hear so much be careful and be careful who you hang with boy get around somebody get a prayer partner get somebody that you can call and not say well you just never know what god's gonna do You just never know it you know i i've tried that and it didn't work for me either no you want to get around somebody say hey god's still doing great things today he's still working in miracles i encourage you this is what you be you'll be an encourager and he somebody else can encourage you say god is for us hallelujah let's pray and agree right now that whatever we're going through whatever you're going through we can we can see god working at in jesus name well that's that's encouraging listen we just had somebody come out on the TV just said we're going through a very dark time, a dark winter. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear about somebody that says, "Hey, we're going to get through these things. We're going to we're going to make it through." Amen. Well, in in our realm, in our arena of of being what we're called spirit-filled Christians, we better be filled with the Holy Ghost and we better be talking not talking this other stuff of defeat and down and woe and and, uh, oh, agony on me. We ought to be talking, no, God is for me. Hallelujah. In this day, in this hour, things are looking good. We're in the greatest day of of life of the church for me. I'm just believing this is the greatest hour of the church. Why? Because the sleeping giant is awakening. Amen? I'm not talking about the sleeping giant of America. I'm talking about the sleeping giant of the church is beginning to... uh, uh, is beginning to pray and seek his face. And i believe believing we're gonna have a, a great move of God across our nation, regardless of who's in the White House, regardless of who's the politicians are. i believe believing people are gonna start seeking God. Why? Because people are beginning to pray. But you gotta know what uh, who you're hanging with. Mark 4, says, be careful what you're hearing. Wow, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth, you hear will be the measure of uh, virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Wow, you want to be in that camp. You want to be with those friends. You want to be hanging with those people. Amen? That goes for right here in our own church. We want to be be encouragers. We want to be uh, inspiring people to get after the things of God and not after the things of the world. Amen? Amen. Six, check up on uh, are you obeying the scriptures that will bring victory to you? obedience is better than sacrifice <laughs> obedience uh, the word says be a doer of the word and not a hearer only deceiving your own selves Am I, how many are you obedient to what the scriptures say uh, if you're not obedient to what the scriptures say you're probably gonna not uh, you're probably not gonna have what god says you can have you gotta be obedient we were talking about that saturday at men's prayer how many of you are obedient when you, you sense the, the God uh, telling you to do something and you don't do it. Amen. That might be something that he's told you to do. And, and, and you can ask the Holy spirit to bring it to your remembrance. What Lord, what have you told me to do that? I'm not doing that. I might go back and do it. Amen. What, what is the word of God telling me to do? What is the word of God telling me? Things like, uh, draw near to God. Well, he's that's, that's a command, draw near to God. And then he says, if you draw near to God, you can resist the devil and he'll flee. How many of you are resisting the devil today, tonight? Amen? How many of you are saying scriptures and being obedient to the scriptures, love one another and pray for one another and forgive one another and, and help one another? Amen? Why, why am I saying that? Because those are things that we need to do. We need to be obedient to. Listen, don't let offense draw you away from God. Let Run to him ask for forgiveness, repent and run back to him. If you're hearing this tonight and maybe you're running from God and maybe you're going a different way, I don't know who watches this, but if you are, you're never going so far that God can't bring you back if you allow him to. So turn your life back over to him and start getting right with God. And if you've been offended, listen, don't let offense steal the anointing of God from your life, the gift that he's given you, amen? But if if somebody has offended you, or somebody has hurt your feelings, or something's happened to you, forgive, forgive. It's amazing how forgiveness will open up the windows of the blessing for you. So please do that. But that's obedience to the scriptures that will bring you victory. Number seven, check up on your praise life. Are you praising God before you get the answer? Listen, praise drives back the enemy and brings glory to God. It's important that we praise him in the midst of our trouble. Oh, hallelujah. You know, <laughs> I think about times that we've been going through things, but one of the greatest things you can do is begin to praise him right in the midst of your uh, circumstances, your whatever is happening in your life. I, I mentioned a while ago, I started trying to quote Psalm 100. I just want to talk about that just for a moment. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. How many of you want to serve God with gladness? This isn't to be a a hard, uh, arduous thing to do to serve God. It's one we're glad. Aren't you glad your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? It ought to give you encouragement to serve Him with gladness. But it goes on to say, Come before His presence with what? Singing. You know, I I observe at times uh, when I do look around, I don't look around much, but uh, people that don't. Uh, maybe maybe they don't want to raise their hands or some of them don't, don't even sing during the time of our praise and worship you know they're missing out on a blessing <laughs> you know they are really missing out cuz he didn't say come because you're a great singer or you got great talent he said praise the lord come before him with a, a joyful shout and a, and singing in your heart and he goes on to say know that that the lord he is god that should make a shout right now hallelujah Make a shout. He the Lord we know is God, not some old foreign God. It is he who had made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now enter his gates with thanksgiving. Whoa, I hope you have a heart of gratitude that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that He's captured you and redeemed you out of destruction. Amen and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generation. That's our generation too. You understand that every generation. Now, Psalm 103 says this, bless the Lord, praise the Lord, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. I used to think about Wigglesworth who would get up and dance for about 10 minutes (laughs) right out of his bed praising God glorifying God and he was a man uh, after God's own heart David was like that he he praised God so much danced before the Lord that his wife got upset but he was not going to quit praising God It says, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. There it is again, the promises, the benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeemed your life from destruction. Hallelujah. We ought to be so grateful and so praiseworthy. He's so praiseworthy. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. There's, You can go in Psalms. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to read the Psalms and get happy and begin to shout, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. These were written for me, even though David and some others, Moses and others wrote them years ago. These are still uh, appropriate for me to read and, and shout about. Amen? Because you're for me. God be for me. Who can be against me? I say that over and over. Amen. In this time of... Uh, perilous times. You know, we do live in perilous times. But you know what? It doesn't mean that God still can't do wonderful and and, and marvelous things. He's still a miracle worker. He's still doing great things. And and listen, I know in the midst of all that's going on, we can still be blessed. We have a Savior that has never, never, I mentioned it, leave us or forsake us. So in this time of of things going on in our lives, like I said last week, begin to say what God says. Begin to quote the scriptures. But here's the the thing. If it's not working out for you, work out your salvation. Check up on your own life. We need to do that on a regular basis. You know, it's something I always like to say is up-to-date repentance. Allow the Holy Spirit to check your heart and say, Lord, where am I missing it? And then if we're missing it, just repent. Say, Lord, forgive me. I just want to get back on doing what you called me to do and do the things you uh, said I could do. Check on your promises. Find out what this word says about you. Remember last week I used that little book, In Him? That's one of the books. Well, there's many others. There's other little books of confessions and what it says about us and what he said it we have tells us about the promises. There's I think there's I can't even remember how many promises in in this word, but there's so many that you can't, you know, it, it, there's one for everything we'd ever need had need of. Then check up on your confession. Make sure you're saying what God says about your situation, about your life and about everything going on in your life. Check up on the arena which you're fighting. Amen? Make it a faith arena. Make it a faith arena. And then check up on your uh, companions and, and who you're fellowshipping with. Make sure you're hanging with the right people that'll encourage you and, and encourage you about what the Word of God says when you're going through stuff. You don't want to be a uh, somebody that's always down and, and discouraged. And, and boy, that'll wear you out. I tell you what, sometimes we've been in counseling with people like that. And I, I'm not pointing any fingers, but I tell you what, you come out of those counseling sessions just wore out <laughs> with, with all that down and doubt and unbelief. Check to see if you're obeying the scriptures. That's, that's such an important thing. Are you obeying what God has said? Check up on your praise life. That's the last one. Now, I'm telling you, if you do that, you'll begin to see, hey, maybe there is something I missed. Maybe there's something that's holding me back from receiving all that God has for me. And I, like I said, if he be for you, who can be against you? So know that tonight. You ought to say that to yourself. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who can be against? No one can be against me if God's for me. That's what we're depending on right now. All the things that are going on in the world, there's separation in the homes, there's separation in the church, there's, there's division in our country, there's all kinds of things, but God is for us. And he's working things for, out for our good. Amen? Amen. So, so be encouraged tonight. Know that He is for you and is going to do great things for you. So let's pray real quick before we get off here. Father, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice, that they'll take heed to what I've said tonight. That I'll take heed to what I've said tonight. That I might, we might walk in the, the promises and blessings of God, knowing He's always for us and not against us. Thank you that you're our healer, our deliverer, our our sanctifier in the Holy Ghost, our baptizer in the Holy Ghost, our ever-present help in times of trouble and our soon-coming King that will be back at some point in this future. We're looking forward to it in Jesus' name. We'll be blessed. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.